And so we're kind of like talking about this idea that as followers of Jesus, God has called each of us to approach life with like a different perspective, with, with a kingdom perspective. And tonight we're going to look at the phrase left on red. And even when I just said those words, I'm sure some of you were already like, ooh, either because you haven't been left on red before, or you're usually the one leaving people on red. I will admit I am not the best texter. Um, I will not deny that flaw in myself. So I'm usually the type that will read your message, say to myself, like, I must respond to this. I immediately put my phone down and it's like I black out or something because I will totally forget to respond. And whether it's hours later or days later, I may go through my phone and come to realize that I have left so many people on red. And I typically then respond back <laughs> to the message like no time has passed and that I just didn't go missing for the last 48 to 72 hours. Um, I'm working on it. I'm trying harder to, to be better at texting. But for somebody who leaves people on red a lot, um, even if it's on accident, I personally find getting left on red really stressful. Ironic, right? Like I'm getting taste of my own medicine, but it can make me anxious. I start to overthink like, did I say something offensive? Do they hate me now? Maybe they just don't care what I have to say. Maybe they're avoiding me. Am I not valuable enough for them want to like communicate with me? So I want you to think of a time that you've been left on red, whether that's through texting, Snapchat, Instagram message, email, if we use email anymore. Um, but I want you to think like, how did you feel? And then what were some of the thoughts that were running through your head and what did you do about it? And I know it's just like social media and these things shouldn't matter to the extent that we make them or stress out over them, but we live in a world where communication is instant. Like we know that once we send a message, on any platform, we basically bank on getting a response within seconds or minutes, and then we expect responses, and then we expect timely ones because we are a culture that is so, so connected because of our phones, because of social media. And I think our culture today is just so interesting. Like, we don't like to wait. Like, we expect a response for everything ASAP, and if we don't receive a response at all, then we wanna know why. We want to know why that person didn't respond. We want to know why we sent the Snapchat and it says open 53 minutes ago and you got no response. And I think that's partly because we don't like some of the feelings that often come up when we are left on red. Whether that is feelings of being ignored or rejected, disheartened or angry, frustrated or confused, we've all been there at some point. So maybe you've been left on red by your best friend or you've been left on red on, by your mom. I've been left on red by my mom. She doesn't know that terminology, but I was like, mom, that required a response. But <laughs> tonight I wanna to ask all of us the question, have we ever felt like God has left us on red? Even currently, has it felt like God has left you on red in some area of your life? So despite your prayers, you, you didn't get the job that you wanted. Despite your prayers, you still have to retake the class. Despite your prayers, your parents didn't stay together. Despite your prayers, your loved one still died. Despite your prayers, you haven't seen the healing yet. You haven't seen the breakthrough yet. Despite your prayers, you're still single. Despite your prayers, you still haven't received the clarity that you've been thinking or you've been seeking. And despite your prayers, you still lost what was so, so important to you. And maybe you're sitting there asking yourself, God, like, where are you in all of this? Like, do you hear my prayers? Are you even listening to the cries of my heart? 
Like, when are you going to step in and intercede? Like, God, are you coming? Are you on the way? And these questions are normal, and it's 100% okay to admit that we have asked them before or are currently asking them right, like right now. So maybe you're feeling abandoned or rejected or not heard by God. Maybe you're feeling discouraged as you wait for an answer, as you wait to see how things will play out in a certain area of your life or over a certain situation. Or maybe you're angry or bitter and you feel like God is like almost like withholding from you. And maybe you're even turned off to praying because why should I waste my time if like praying if God's just going to do what he wants to do anyways. And tonight, like I'm going to go there. Like I really want to talk about the real stuff and um, like the questions we all have and the thoughts that we all think when our prayers go unanswered or God doesn't show up in the way that we thought he would in the timing that we thought he should. And tonight I want to talk about why sometimes our prayers go unanswered how we should think about that, and then what should we do? What should we do when our prayers go unanswered? And so I'm sure right now, as I've been talking a little bit, some unanswered prayers that you guys have in your life have kind of like popped into your brain. So before we continue, I want you to grab a sticky note, or if you're taking notes in a journal, or if none of that's near you, pull out your phone that's by you, and like pull up a note in your phone, and I want you to write down one or two unanswered prayers that you currently have. And then we will do more of that later. So right now, write it down somewhere, jot in a notebook, pull, make a note on your phone of one or two unanswered prayers that you currently have. And I promise you guys that Jesus is not afraid. And he, he's big enough to handle our emotions, our doubts, our hard questions surrounding unanswered prayers. Um, it's not an easy topic to talk about. And actually, back in January, we were, when we were planning the sermon series, I tried to give this sermon away many times. I was like, somebody else preach it, somebody else talk about it, um, because I didn't want to really deal with unanswered prayers in my own life, and I was like, I don't know if I want to talk on a topic that I might not have all the answers to. But in all of that, like God can handle our emotions and our doubts and our hard questions. Like He wants to meet us right here in the middle of all those things. And Jesus, he can handle those things because he has been in our shoes before involving unanswered prayers. And you might be thinking, what? Like Jesus himself? Um, but Jesus found himself in the same position of having to trust God even when he didn't understand, even when his prayers went unanswered. And I want to take a moment to look at um, an account in scripture where Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he began his road to the cross. I feel like this is such an appropriate story to use. We just came off of Easter weekend. And in his final moments, right before he got arrested, we see Jesus's prayers go unanswered. And so you can find the whole account in Matthew 26, 36 through 45, if you want to go back later and read the whole thing all the way through. But I'm going to jump around a little bit. And so Jesus is here in the garden, and he is gathered with his disciples. And he's all of a sudden like overcome with this great emotion of the events that were about to unfold. So we see Jesus step aside to pray in verse 39, where it says, Jesus fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And then we jump down to verse 42, and we see Jesus praying yet a second time, asking, My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And then finally, sometime later in verse 44, scripture says, 
Jesus went away from his disciples and prayed yet again for a third time, asking the same thing. God, is there any other way? Well, like Jesus prayed three different times asking God if there is any other option. Is there any other way to accomplish God's will without having him to suffer and die? And Jesus, he was fully man. He was fully God. And he prayed three times, yet each time his prayer was left unanswered. So guys, Jesus, like he was left on red. And after hearing that, we can be thinking like, what kind of good God could possibly allow this? Like, where was God in all of this? Why didn't he step in? Why didn't he answer his own son's prayer? Like, did he care? Like, what, why did he stay silent? And looking at scripture, we can see that sometimes it's possible to pray for things that just don't line up with the will of God. As it said in Matthew 26, 39, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And Jesus, he makes his request to God. He submits his will to God's will. But still, Jesus' prayer goes unanswered. And Jesus, he, he knew God. He had communed and had a strong relationship with his father. And yet his prayer still went unanswered. So, like, why would God not answer? And God, he did not answer Jesus' prayer because there was a greater purpose that Jesus would not have been able to see or understand at that time. And that greater purpose was us. That greater purpose was you. That greater purpose was me. And so we were the greater purpose as to why Jesus's prayer wasn't answered, why Jesus was left on red. And the greater purpose of Jesus going to the cross to die for our sin was so our relationship with God could forever be restored. So I am thankful. I'm really thankful that Jesus's prayer wasn't answered because I no longer have to live separated from God. That's good. And if you notice, God didn't really explain any of that to Jesus at the time. Jesus didn't get a timely answer as to why God had willed him to go to the cross. And in this moment, Jesus' trust in God had to grow deeper. It had to grow stronger. And God didn't stay silent because he was ignoring Jesus or didn't care about what happened to Jesus. God wasn't staying silent because he didn't care about the pain and the hurt that Jesus was going through. God didn't stay silent because he was angry with Jesus and he was trying to teach him a lesson. God didn't stay silent because he thought Jesus' prayer was worthless. And maybe these are some things that you have felt God was doing to you or thinking about you as he has stayed silent on your unanswered prayers. And because Jesus didn't get an answer, he, he didn't really have anything to work with. And he really had to use his faith that God was who he said he was. He had to trust God's intentions. He had to trust God's character and that God was good and kind and faithful and that he works things for a greater purpose. And when it comes to unanswered prayers, we can still trust God because to trust God, we don't always need to understand everything. And I don't know about you. I'm human and I want to understand it all. Like I want to know the reasons behind how everything is playing out in my life or in the lives of people close to me. And when things don't make sense, we can trust that like he is still good and that he's still working things for our good. And I think sometimes we take that scripture in Romans out of context because we think that means that everything in our life that happens is going to be good. And that's not what it means. It means that crappy things are going to happen in life, but God is good enough and strong enough and faithful enough that he's going to turn them into our like good for us. And his promises, like he will work it for our good. 
And in our unanswered prayers, like, he's going to work it for a greater purpose in our Mm -hmm. lives. So unanswered prayers, write this down if you're taking notes. Unanswered prayers, they do not change the promises, the character, or the heart of God. Those things are unchangeable. Those things are unmovable, unshakable. And so I want to challenge us to start thinking of unanswered prayers as almost like invitations. I think of an invitation like birthday party, I don't know, a wedding, and that sounds exciting. So maybe you're thinking, unanswered prayers do not sound exciting to me, so how can I view this as an invitation? But I want us to start like shifting our perspective about unanswered prayers, because unanswered prayers are an invitation to know God deeper, they're an invitation to trust Him more, and they're an invitation to remember His faithfulness. Because in the absence of answers, faith is born. In the absence of answers, faith is born. So you might be sitting there right now thinking, okay, yeah, my, my unanswered prayer might be for a greater purpose, to know God deeper, to trust him more, to remember his faithfulness, but how do I even begin to process through the real and raw emotions of the hurt or the pain or the rejection or the anger? Like, what do I do to still remember the promises of God? And so I want to invite up... Uh, Dear friend, Nicole Schaefer, again, you get to see her twice, guys. How this for you. Um, and I wanted to invite her up and to, to share a little bit, um, part of her story involving unanswered prayers, how she felt, what, what she did with it, and how God was using that to invite her into something more. So, yeah. welcome. Hello. Thanks, thanks. For, thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks um, for having me. Of course. So, can you share with us just about maybe a significant time in your life where your prayers did go unanswered. Yeah, um, so one situation or a season of my life mm-hmm. comes into mind. Um, so I was in college, it was my junior year of college. Um, I was moving in with three of my good friends, um, Taylor, Natalie, and Haley. Um, so one in particular, um, she was coming back um, to school. Um, Haley was battling um, leukemia the previous year. She was in remission. She was healthy enough to come back um, to school. And so I was very spiritually motivated (laughs) Um, before everyone moved in. I went around the house and prayed around the house and anointed each room. Um, And I remember specifically praying in Haley's room uh, for God to completely heal her and restore her. um, Because, you know, uh, being friends with her, you saw just, you know, how how hard it was. so as the semester went on, though, um, Haley ended up joining my life group. She, um, you know, um, grew a lot in her faith and with um, Chi Alpha, I just had a community around her. Um, so, um, I mean, it was such a joy to like just watch yeah, her, I'm sure. um, you know, grow in her faith, and that really just blossomed over the semester. So, you know, our life group really prayed over her many times, um, walked with her. Um, through some of the the tough moments and even like um, her prayer request for other people. And I'm like, no, like we can still pray for you, you know? Um, But we fully believed that God could could heal her and and would heal her. Um, So like over the course of the semester, um, unbeknownst to us, we didn't really catch it as her roommates. We just saw her every day. We didn't really catch it, but her health started to declining and she withdrew from the semester. So, um, you know, with that happening, you know, our, our life group interceded, people in Chi Alpha um, interceded for her healing. 
Um, I personally, you know, um, that was one of my prayer requests and she ended up relapsing into another um, about of leukemia. Um, so in December of 2017, um, you know, we got the news she wasn't doing well. So um, came back from a trip to say goodbye with um, my roommates. You know, that even was a prayer that I didn't even like knew was answered, you know, like we got to laugh and pray and read scripture over her. Um, and the Holy Spirit was so evident, even when she was unresponsive, she was there and um, Holy Spirit was so evident and, um, you know, she passed later that day, you know, and so um, that kind of whole experience after, you know, that that happened, um, I felt left on red. I'm like, God, what, what the heck, you know? Yeah. Um, I, we all prayed. We prayed as a life group, as Kyle me personally for healing, and then it didn't show up. So sure. that was an um, unanswered prayer that happened um, in my life. Yeah, and such a significant, something that's so, so heavy, so, mm-hmm. so important, person's life, so valuable. Yeah. And to kind of like unpack more of like Nicole's experience, um, I want to continue this conversation by looking at unanswered prayer through the lens of Psalm 77. So if you have your Bible or you're on your phone, you can pull up Psalm 77 uh, if you want to. And this Psalm it is focused around like what to do when God seems silent to our prayers, like you were talking about and, and the cries of our heart. And so I want to just read the first two verses before we talk more with Nicole. And in verse 1 of Psalm 77, it says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. And then I want to jump down to verses 7 through 9. And it says, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time. Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? And I, and I love these verses because it shows that we can bring our raw emotions before God. Um, we, we can ask our honest questions without fear. We can scream at the top of our lungs. Have you ever, sometimes I'm like, God, I feel like I'm screaming right now. And he's like, you are. And like, that's okay. Like we can scream at the top of our lungs and like God will still listen. He, he wants to listen to how we are processing things because because he can handle it. And I wanted to ask you, Nicole, like what were some ways that you felt like you were honest and vulnerable with God during that time with Haley? Or or was it hard to be honest with God about that? And like how did you kind of walk through that? Yeah, good question. Um, so I was probably the latter of that. Um, the last thing I wanted to do was come before the Lord and talk about how I felt towards him, you know. Um, I felt like he didn't care, you know. I felt like my prayers were unanswered, like he just ignored me. I was angry. I was hurt. Um, I kept a lot of that in, though, you know, unlike the psalmist in the chapter. I didn't go crying out to the Lord. Um, I didn't go with my tough questions. Um, you know, I that was all in private. Um, but I didn't want to burden anyone else with it. Um, I didn't want to process how I felt with the Lord, you know. Um, the last thing I wanted to do was talk about that. Um, my thought process was like, oh, I'm a good Christian. Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be mad and upset with the Lord, but I was, you know. And so um, I didn't really want to be that, like, 
vulnerable and like work through it because I'm like no this is my sorrow <laughs> you know yeah. um so it took a, it took a while um before I was able to actually come before the Lord and say like okay I'm ready to process all of this mm-hmm. because I was really hurt and that hurt kind of like forced me in you know like right. it um really um took a toll and I'm like I know that God is good and faithful and all of that but right now I'm hurt and I don't want to like I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Yeah, you know, and all just things and like yeah. like you talked about like you feel like it was like your sorrow to mm-hmm. bear instead yeah. of saying okay Jesus like you're gonna help me bear mm-hmm. this That's the true. weight of this. Yeah. Um, and I want to hop back to the psalm for a second and, and start in verse ten because we start to kind of see this shift happen in, in the writer and um, that person who wrote the psalm kind of like gets up off the floor and, and gets out of his pit of despair and, and not knowing of like why God has been silent to his cries, uh, to his cries and he, he does something major. And in verse 10 it says, Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the year when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And I love that kind of just like, shift in in the in the psalm it's in the midst of unanswered prayers like it's still important to remember god's faithfulness and and that might be a process like like nicole talked about that his character and his promises do not change and um it's important that like yes it's important for us to bring our honest selves before god Mm -hmm. but it's also just as important that we are honest with ourselves about who god is Mm -hmm. that he is good that he's kind that he's faithful that he's steadfast that he's trustworthy and it's okay if, like, we're not fully fully there yet with maybe what we're processing. And so um, I want to ask another question of, like, okay, so it was hard to maybe remember God's promises. Mm-hmm. How did you start to remember again? Like, mm-hmm. how did that shift start to happen for you? Um, like, okay, God is still who he says he is despite my prayer gone unanswered. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was in the back of my mind. Like, I still knew, like... Even throughout the situation, like, the way I perceive the situation, my sorrow doesn't change the fact that God is still good, God is still kind, God is still faithful, like, all those things. Just because I was going through a crappy situation, a tough situation, doesn't change who God is. Yeah. Um, so I had that always in the back of my mind, but it was helpful to, like, surround myself with community, mm-hmm. even if they didn't really know, like, what was going on. Um, or the right things to say. Yeah, yeah, like... Um, they always pointed me back to prayer, mm-hmm. and that's what um, really guided me. So even though I didn't want to, when I came to the Lord with those feelings, um, with kind of d- just the thoughts, the tough questions, like that's when I was able to um, continually to remember like what God has done. And then I feel like Holy Spirit really reminded me of remember all these times that you've gone through and you have come out strong and you have come out, um, you know, with a testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a really great reminder. So that was kind of, you know, the, um, that kind of helped to, um, remind me of Remi- that is. Remind yeah. me bring that shift around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like the Psalm, like earlier I talked about how the, the absence of answers, faith is born. Mm-hmm. And I think Psalm 77 is a reflection of kind of like this rhythm of faith. Like we call out to God, we yell out to him, we cry, we tell him how we're feeling, but then we remember. Mm -hmm. Then we remember who he is. 
And so kind of the last thing I wanted to ask you about is like in, in this season of unanswered prayer, mm-hmm. um, how did this call you deeper in faith and trust and, and relationship with God? Yeah. As like that invitation we were talking about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, through, through the situation, um, you know, I knew like God was still pursuing me in that mm-hmm. relationship uh, and he still loved me. You know, it was a process like I had to come to terms with the fact that I will not know why yeah. God did what he did. You know, um, that answer was kind of a, you know, the, the answer to my prayer of healing was kind of a, hey, not yet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because she is healed. Yeah. You know, she is healed now, and I can confidently, mm-hmm. like, say that, which is great. Like, it brings me joy now. Right. Um, but it was a process to get to that point with processing, you know, mm-hmm. with the Lord. of like, God, why? You know, and I could come to him with my emotions, and I can come to him with that, um, knowing that, like, he had a greater purpose that I could even know, like I might not know on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has really deepened my relationship uh, and my trust in him of like, even if I do not know why, I can still mm-hmm. trust God. That's so good. You know, so, um, you know, I feel like it brings me back kind of to a, um, one of our small group <laughs> lessons that you taught my freshman year um, that we can trust God to do the heavy lifting in our lives. So that was always helpful as well to be like, I know God can handle this. Even if I'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. telling the Lord how I feel about it, um, he can handle it. So it really has brought me out stronger with a better realization of like, um, God can be trusted, you know, even through the tough situations, it doesn't change who God is, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I have a testimony now, um, part of that, that can help to, um, you know, help others through this situation Mm -hmm. to, um, kind of point other like I know it's a tough situation, but but God, yeah, but God, God, has, God is, has not wavered. He does not change, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, even though I didn't know, God can God still be trusted. God can still be trusted. Yeah. Um, can we thank Nicole? I don't know. Clap on the top. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for coming and sharing just some of your story and being here with us. Yeah. So anytime. We love you. I love it. And so maybe you could relate to Nicole, maybe something specific with a, a death of a loved one, or maybe you could relate to that specific situations, but you could re- relate to the emotions and the things that Nicole was talking about that she had to process through. And something that I love that she said at the end was that her answer to prayer was, was a not yet, that on this side of heaven, Haley was not healed physically, but now that she is in heaven, she, she is healed 100% completely with, with a new body, no sickness, no d- no disease. And um, the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about tonight with, with all of us of like, sometimes God's silence can, can mean two things. And Nicole already talked about one of them, which is a, a not yet. And then the other one is a no. And um, I just want to take a minute together to process when God says no for his greater purposes And when God says not yet for his greater purposes, because those are often two situations, two spots that we can find ourselves in when it comes to talking about unanswered prayer. So first I want to talk about when God just, he's silent because he might just be saying no. And we live in a culture of yes. (laughs) Um, Let's be honest, we don't like hearing the word no. It's limiting. It makes us feel trapped. Um, But sometimes God doesn't answer our requests because he is saying no. And then we hear scriptures like Mark eleven twenty four, where it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. 
And so we pray, and we don't see answers to our prayers, and we were left thinking, what's the problem? <laughs> like, God tells me that whatever I ask in prayer will be mine. And then maybe we start to think, like, okay, God's ignoring us, or is my faith too small? But in that scripture, the word whatever from that phrase of whatever you ask in prayer will be yours means anything that is according to God's will. And I think sometimes we can treat God uh, like a genie where all of our wishes we feel like should be his command. And we can forget that our God is the creator of the universe, the author of our salvation, and that what he plans and what he purposes will prevail and come to pass for a greater purpose, for, for the greater good of the kingdom story that he's writing in each person's life, for the kingdom story that he's writing for our world. And we're the ones that, that must pray that our heart's desire will line up with God's will. Because we can there can be tension there and we and we can fight that. And so just like Jesus did as he was praying in the garden, he said, God, not not my will, but yours. And you know, we can actually pray that like in our hearts we can pray that our desires will line up with god's desires and it's such a beautiful thing when we can surrender that and we say god like your will in this situation not mine and god will slowly if we aren't fighting he'll slowly like turn our hearts and our, his will and our will like will will line up and if we don't know what god's like desires are for us regarding whatever we can ask him to show us we can ask him like the Holy Spirit to give us clarity and discernment and wisdom when it comes to processing through what is God's will in this situation. And then sometimes God says no because he actually wants to redirect us. Um, sometimes God's rejection is actually redirection. Sometimes God's rejection is actually redirection. So maybe here's just an example. Maybe God closes a door for you to move to another city but maybe that's because he wants you to stay where you're at because he still has stuff for you to do right where you're planted. But all you see is the no. All you see is the closed door, the rejection. But God is saying, hey, like I want to redirect you. I want to use you here right now for a season of preparation before you then go out and do something. Um, sometimes God's rejection is also protection. Um, sometimes a no to your prayers because God is actually trying to protect you, trying to spare you from things because we serve a God that is outside of time and he sees so much further down the line that we do. And these are not the only two reasons why God might be saying no, but it might be something for you to ask God about. Are you trying to redirect me? Are you trying to protect me? Or, or is it something else, God? Like, what is your will in this situation about this unanswered prayer? And the second thing that Nicole talked about with Haley, um, sometimes the reason our prayers go unanswered because God is just saying, not yet, not yet, just just wait, like, hold up. And like I said, we are in a culture of, of no, and we also, like, aren't a culture of waiting either. In our world, we, we don't have to wait for literally anything. Like, our world is intentionally designed for us to have to wait for things in the least amount of time as possible. That's why we have Amazon Prime. That is why we have grocery store pickup. That's why we have mobile order for our favorite places like Chick-fil-A and Starbucks. Like, we don't want to wait for, for what we want. And often, we want God to kind of put our prayers... I've heard this analogy before, and the more that I was thinking about it as I was writing the sermon, it just like convicted me through and through. We often want God to kind of put our prayers, I'm getting fired up now, we want him to put our prayers in the microwave, and we pray, okay, like we pray, we're like, God, put it in there for 30 seconds, 
and bam, comes out this delicious meal that we have been waiting for. But more often than not, like God does not put our prayers in the microwave. He puts them in the crock pot. Oh. And he is a crock pot God. And I love the crock pot. Actually, I don't know where my crock pot is. So if anybody knows where my crock pot is, <laughs> let me know in the comments. Um, I love the crock pot, but it's slow cooking, right? So like, you, I'm sure some of you have had a crock pot meal, whether you made it or you've eaten it. And yeah, it might, it might take a while. And maybe the pot roast or the roast beef from our game is, might be sitting in there for eight or so hours all day. But dang, when it is time to serve that thing up, then the whole house smells so good, you are really glad that you didn't try to cook the roast beef in the microwave. Mm. Like you were really glad that you did not decide to bypass the process. And when it comes to our answered prayer, sometimes God is just saying, hold up. Like I'm not saying no, but I am just saying not yet. I'm just, just wait, just wait. Do you trust me just to wait? And because maybe if we get what we wanted, when we wanted, in the way that we wanted, we would be bypassing something that God wants to do in us first. And answering your prayer in time would actually make the result premature. And God often, he wants to do something in you before he wants to do something for you. God often wants to do something in you before he does something for you. And yes, God wants to, he wants to do things for us. He wants to bless us. He wants to meet our every need. But God is also about heart and about life transformation. And that often comes through unanswered prayers and so maybe he wants to produce patience in you maybe he wants you to develop a deeper level of trust with him maybe he wants you to grow more in your faith maybe he wants you to deal with a sin issue or an addiction first so don't waste the waiting season of your prayers like we can easily waste the waiting because we are upset that we have to wait and then a season that could be so filled with purpose actually becomes purposeless and we waste the waiting so there's still purpose in those times when god says hey just not yet just not yet do, do you trust me here and so tonight I, I can't personally tell you why your specific prayer or prayers have gone unanswered um if you're looking for me to tell you that i'm, I'm sorry because because i can't and that is only something that we and as Nicole shared her story, like we have to walk through that with Jesus and uh, first, and then also God blesses us with a community of people around us to also walk with us through seasons like that. Um, so I can't tell you the reason why maybe some of your prayers have gone unanswered, but I can tell you though that they're going unanswered for a bigger purpose, or they're going to be tied into a bigger purpose that we might eventually get to know. Or as Nicole said, there are just some things that we will never know, that we will never uh, understand on, on this side of heaven. And because we only see life like horizontally, uh, but God is outside of time. And so he sees our lives horizontally, vertically, cross diagonally, inside out, upside down, all around. And, and I don't know about you, but that actually brings me so much comfort and, and so much peace. And kind of like takes the pressure off that I have to figure out why prayers in my life are going unanswered uh, as to why maybe God is staying silent. So knowing that God sees outside of time brings me comfort um, and that all my prayers don't go unseen by God because he actually sees all of time. 
Uh, he doesn't view any of our prayers as stupid or frivolous or worthless. Uh, he just sees the bigger picture and he wants to use unanswered prayers as this invitation of knowing his character and knowing his heart more. And he wants us, like in that Psalm 77, he wants us to call out to him. He wants to sit with you in the middle of your emotions, when you're sitting on your bedroom floor and you're crying. He, he wants to be there with you. He wants to be there with you if you take a long drive and you're like, I just need to go process somewhere that is not my room. He's sitting in the front seat with you, helping you just along the way. Um, and so we can call out to God, but then we have to remember. Then we That's like why it's so important in our lives. If, if God has answered prayers before, write them down. Because they almost become pillars in your life of faithfulness to go back to. That when you're in a season and you're not seeing God move in the way that you want, you can draw back on what God has done in your life in the past. I also remember, something else I do is remember just other people in my life, like their prayer requests being answered because that's also encouraging to me. I, I take like stock of those in my mind of friends in my life where I've seen God bring the healing or the breakthrough or the answer to their prayer because that's encouraging to me. That can be encouraging to us as we are in a season where God is still not answering a prayer that you have on your heart. And so we can like how we respond to God with this invitation of unanswered prayer when we are honest with him, it'll just grow our relationship. It'll grow our trust and will grow our faith. And so what I want you to do now is, earlier I asked you to take that sticky note or a note in your phone or in your journal, or just if you have it in your brain, and I ask you to write down one or two um, prayer requests that have gone unanswered in your life. And now what I want you to do, um, just underneath that, uh, just write maybe one or two sentences, or just if you just want to write random words of like how you truly feel about it. Like, be honest with God, because, like, this this is our time to do that. Um, sometimes we put on a mask with God. Of like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm not mad. I'm not sad. And inside, we're not uh, solving anything. And God's like, that doesn't push me away. Like, I'm not afraid of that. But, like, let those emotions draw me, like you closer to God. And so I want you to write under your uh, unanswered prayers just, like, some words that you might be feeling about it. You want to make one or two sentences if you're like a heavy writer and you want to journal about it later in a whole paragraph like do that um and i was going to we didn't do this but uh every time i was preparing for this sermon just the song waymaker kept coming into my brain and i know it's such like a trendy song right now and i never want the trendiness of that song to lose like the what the lyrics of that song are saying you sometimes you hear things so much and you're like jamming out to it and you like completely forget what the weight of those words mean where it says god like you are the way maker you are the promise keeper you are the light in the darkness mm -hmm. and so maybe right now after you write on that sticky note or write in your journal how you feel about it i want you to write down something that you still need to remember about god like god you are still the way maker god you are still the promise keeper god you are still the light in the darkness god you are still good you are still kind you're still faithful like i want you to write down one of those statements to kind of like sandwich everything together um so like no matter what the answers to my prayer looks like in this season i can draw back to the character and the nature and the promises of who god is preach and so I feel like there's still so much that um, we could talk about when it comes to unanswered prayers, but tonight I really wanted to use it as just like a launching point for us to start being honest with God 
and learning how to process some really hard seasons or moments and uh, of things in our lives. And if you're out there and there's something that you haven't processed and you want to process it with a person, like you can reach out to any of us Kyle Alpha staff. You can reach out to your life group leader. Like if God is prompting on your heart to to talk about it with somebody, don't ignore that prompting because maybe this is where God really wants to use this to continue to work in your life. And so I'm just going to pray uh, to close, and we will we will continue. So Jesus, we love you so much, God. Um, we know that you understand every emotion and every feeling that we have been through uh, when it comes to unanswered prayers, because God, you were, you were there uh, yourself. And God, we thank you so much that you show us just how the, the death of Jesus on the cross was for a greater purpose. And God, how you can show us how things in our lives are tied into the greater purpose, the kingdom story that you're writing in our lives, the kingdom story that you're writing in the world. And so, God, we pray tonight that we can just surrender just our will and our desire uh, to you, Jesus, when it comes to unanswered prayers in our lives. And, God, give us the grace um, to receive what, what you might be speaking to us or what you're going to start help us helping us process through, whether it's a no or a not yet. Or God goes, I want to do something more beyond whatever you can think of or ask for or imagine. And so, God, we pray that we can look as, at unanswered prayers as invitations to, to grow in our relationship with you, to trust you deeper, to expand our faith. Because in the absence of answers, God, you birth true and genuine and authentic faith in our lives. Um, God, help us to pull back, just like pull out of our mind just the promises and your character and your nature. God, that that can be the foundation of just who we are and as we walk through seasons of unanswered prayer. So God, we love you. We trust you. We are so thankful that you hear us when we cry out to you. And then you also help us remember who you are and your promises. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.